Well, it depends on what school of thought you're asking. Because Freud had one idea, Jung had another, and different other theorists will have different opinions. But the way that uh, we understand it here is that there is an egoic unconscious that contains everything that has been repressed because you weren't supposed to know it, or it was too unbearable to know. Okay, so we talk about two levels, the forbidden knowledge and the unbearable knowledge. Both of those are parts of the ego structure itself, and they, uh, they, main, and, and they are maintained as secrets from the conscious mind by a censoring agency that acts as a, a barrier and a membrane between the two. Uh, and so the unconscious contains fantasies and desires that you weren't allowed to have uh, from early childhood and, and uh, feelings from even the prenatal state. It also contains the residue of uh, feelings and desires and fears from past lifetimes that are contained at the, at the junction between the ego and the soul. There's also a superconscious that has to do with the soul and the spirit that is unconscious to the conscious mind. You don't know it, but it's not the same. It's not repressed. It's just that it hasn't been reached yet. But the sensor will try to keep you from reaching it. And it has defenses against it. And so the, the Atman or the spirit tries to reach you in whatever way it can, either directly in a meditative state or a prayer state or through dreams. But the dreams will be censored, and you won't remember often the, the higher dreams. And so very often, if you're in an ego state still, and there's a lot of unconscious material, all the, ego, the Atman can do is give you a kind of a snapshot of what the sensor is thinking in the unconscious, because that's all that can get through. The higher thoughts are, are blocked, and you don't remember the dreams with those but they, they are coming from a higher level that is trying to help you purify the lower unconscious. The lower unconsciousness is the site of what Christianity would call sin and ignorance and uh, identification. And these are identifications from childhood that have not been let go of, but they, they had to be repressed because they, they, they weren't adaptable to the social reality. You weren't allowed to keep thinking those thoughts, narcissistic, grandiose thoughts, but they never left. They're right under the surface. And the unconscious is not, that, not inaccessible, but usually it only comes out with your spouse or your children. The ones you love most to get the shadow, uh, they, will, they receive the unconscious, and we're on better behavior in the social realm. But we, the defenses against unconscious anger and desire and projections of the shadow of the negative self-images happen in the closest relationships, which is why the most dysfunctional organizations are families. But there is also a collective unconscious, and that will create a dysfunction in a whole society, even a whole empire or a whole planetary political system. It has its own unconscious that acts in very irrational and self-destructive ways. So the unconscious has to be purified at every level. But you have to start with the individual, and then you will have an effect on the collective. 
and you can help purify the world of its current insanity. But it all comes from unconscious feelings of, uh, of rejection, of lack of love, of unworthiness, of hatred that are still operating as a psychic toxic waste dump and affecting your conscious mind and your physical health and the health of every society.